0: Match wits with the super sleuth in sneakers. This week on the podcast, Donald J. Sobbles, Encyclopedia Brown, and the Case of the Disgusting Sneakers.
1: Hi, and welcome to Growing Up Bookish. It's a nostalgic book podcast where we read books we liked way back when to see if we like them now. I'm one of your hosts, Emma. I'm the other host, Allison. And today we're gonna be talking about one of my picks.
0: Yes, Encyclopedia Brown in the Case of the Disgusting Sneakers.
1: Now I've heard of Encyclopedia Brown, but I've never read one. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. This one is number eighteen in
0: the series. It's the only one I have. I think I picked it up at a book fair. I was gonna ask you if it was <laughs> like why you picked this yeah. one in particular. It's the only one that I had, and the cover that I had is the one
1: that you have. Ah, I yeah, mine is um, it's a hard cover. It's from Weekly Reader, which yes. I remember. Maybe that's where I got it. Maybe I ordered it from a from catalog. Weekly Reader, or something. yeah. I think that's where Weekly Reader came from. Twelve ninety five. Jeez. That was expensive for back then. This yeah. is 1990. Oh, look, someone's name is written on it. Does it say Emma?
0: No, no. that's not mine.
1: Re- Harold?
0: Oh, sweet Harold.
1: I think it's Harold. I wonder if he liked the book. <laughs> well, he gave it away. Oh.
0: so Maybe his mom did it without his knowledge. And dang Harold. He hates her forever.
1: Well, mine's got a very, uh, you know, painted drawing type cover on it. And there's palm trees? Yeah, it looks very... uh, Why are there palm trees in the background? I don't know. It
0: looks very tropical.
1: None of these stories take place in a tropical setting.
0: My book is totally different. Uh, I have a paperback. And it's still painterly, but it's just got encyclopedia on it. And the thing that I loved about your cover is he's wearing this Mm 90s-tastic button-up shirt that has, like, triangles.
1: It's like Rocco's Modern Life Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, Anyway. um, tell us a bit about... The setup for this book, like, what's it like? Well, the memory
0: that I have of this book was um, reading it at my grandparents' house. So I'd visit my grandparents in the summer, and they had a huge yard and all these points of interest. There would be, like, an old shack with, like, my grandpa's uh, riding lawnmower, and of course I never went in there. It looked too terrifying. But they also had this treehouse, and it was the type where you would, where the pieces of wood were like nailed into it so that's how you climbed up there and then there was a platform and then you continued climbing higher i'm jelly
1: i always wanted a tree house
0: actually looking back on it that thing was terrifyingly yeah, high probably but one day i climbed up there with my encyclopedia brown book oh. and i
1: sat up there by myself and felt like such a freaking cool kid i would have loved that <laughs> i had like a little playhouse that my dad built that was uh you know like house you walk in yeah you know which is tiny it was probably really tiny it seemed so big at the time um but it was always like filled with bugs oh yeah well I I mean this
0: treehouse was falling apart (laughs) and I don't even know if I stayed in there the whole time to finish this book because I remember how it was so high that the wind was blowing and you could feel it moving and I'm like oh my god why would I why I don't know how I was so brave to even go up there in the first place but I do you're remember, a kid. yeah, you're invincible. But I do remember sitting in there, feeling so freaking cool, reading my <laughs> Encyclopedia Brown book. Did you did you solve the stories when you were young? I don't remember. I probably not. I tend I tend to be pretty impatient with these things. Yeah, you just want you don't want to I spend time thinking about no, it. You just no, want to know. No,
1: there were a few of them in this book that I felt the same way, and uh, actually the first few that I read, I spent like a lot of time trying to figure out the story, like the the solutions, and then the solutions were so dumb that I started to be like, okay, now I know how this book thinks, and so I started to get change. better at them, yeah. because I'm like, okay, I know where you're going, you're going with this. <laughs> because the first ones I was like, what? I was like, where the hell did they pull
0: that from? So just just to tell you guys, if you've never read Encyclopedia Brown, Which I
1: hadn't before today, I did not know. That and this, uh, this is the way the book was. Yeah, and
0: in this book, there are 10 cases. And you read through it. They're pretty short. And then you're given the solutions in the back. So it's kind of like a, what's that What's that game? Professor Layton type oh, of thing? Yeah, yeah it's mean, like Professor sort of.
1: Well, I mean, you've got to figure it out. They're like word problems.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I tend to have a better grasp on visual patterns and stuff yeah. i thought about this because i'm i'm terrible at clue and you're really good at clue so i figured clue oh she's different. to solve this, all of these cases clue and i'm is gonna look different. like a dummy no no no
1: and I, trust me i didn't <laughs> I, there's only two i think that i solved completely
0: did you get the first one no. I got the
1: first one. I was so proud of myself, and
0: everything went downhill after that.
1: See, the yeah, the first one I was just kind of, uh, we'll get to okay, the specifics. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, there were only two of the ten mysteries that I solved 100%. The other ones either, I, I wrote down, like, before I looked in the back, like, what I thought it was. Yeah. So I would have that. But the other ones I got, like, partially, I'd be like, it's got something to do with this, but I'm not exactly sure why. yeah. You know, and then some of the ones, and I think it's all the ones where they have, like, word codes, where I those didn't are... get those at all. Well, those are the ones I
0: enjoyed the most. I only got one of them. Yeah, there's two, I
1: think, and I didn't get either. So it's the first one, and then there's another one. And both of them, I was like, this is the dumbest word code <laughs> ever. <laughs> like, maybe I'm just not good at word codes. I don't know. I guess I'm not. I don't know
0: are you better at word searches or word finds no no i'm sorry that's the same thing are you better at word crosswords or word searches crosswords i'm better at word searches and see I i was trying to like relate the two maybe it's like i need the visual if i've got the visual of it i can see it but if the clue is something abstract i'm like i can't figure this out
1: yeah a lot, of the, a lot of the mysteries in here also require you to have some knowledge about certain things. Like, I wonder if they were expecting kids to, like, look things up. I don't know. Because there's, like, one about, like, trees. Oh, yeah. Well, come on. When you think about it. I mean, though. and I did think about it, <laughs> it. But the thing is, is I'm like, I'm not a fucking arborist. I don't know how trees grow. I guess they assume that. <laughs> Wait, I can't say. No, we're gonna get (laughs) to it. Okay, let's just let's just get into it. Um, so what was your? If you had to pick a favorite mystery in here, what is your favorite one?
0: Well, it might be the first one just because I actually solved solved it it on my own.
1: Hang on, now I gotta go look and see which ones I thought, which ones I actually Um, solved.
0: I also liked The Case of the Missing Shopping Bag I didn't figure it out but I it was the most interesting I figured that one interesting. out that
1: was one of the ones I figured good out good for you yes and that one and the, um, I the vase I should have figured one. it out I figured the vase one out
0: too. yes well I mean I figured that out for different reasons
1: I mean there were a couple things and as you'll see my like predictions are like it could be this or this <laughs> or this and if one of them was right I'm right <laughs> Um, okay, so let's start with the first one, I guess. Yes.
0: This is a great one to start with because it introduces the characters.
1: Yes, which I didn't know anything about, so that's good. It's called The Case of the Fifth Word.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're um, we're introduced to Chief Brown. That is Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Brown's dad. He's the chief of police, and for some odd reason, he can't really solve crimes without the help of his 10-year-old. I <laughs> know.
1: I wrote dad takes credit for all his kids achievement and he fails at his job.
0: Exactly. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of Inspector Gadget.
1: Yeah, kind of. We're Penny and Brain. Brain. That's something totally different. Is it not Brain? What's his name? What is his name, the dog? I is it I not Brain? I think it's Brain.
0: It's not Brian.
1: Penny, and, is it Brain? Penny and Brain. Where's my phone? <laughs> oh my God.
0: Gotta... Look, I we have don't have a lot. lot of time.
1: i mean, I only... okay. Okay, <laughs> keep keep talking. Okay. <laughs> i'll inform
0: the people it it's <clears throat> brain okay so this is set in I- idaville yeah this is set in idaville where no one got away with breaking the law how come because encyclopedia brown's there that's right at 13 rover avenue yeah, a 10 year old encyclopedia brown bust cases he's america's crime buster in sneakers <clears throat> uh let's see his real well, name is leroy yes Sweet old Leroy. Leroy.
1: Leroy, Leroy no, Brown. Leroy Brown. Leroy Brown. I
0: like a lot of the characters' names in this, actually.
1: How does, hang on. So in <laughs> all of these, in all of these uh, mysteries, Leroy is hanging out with somebody new. Mm-hmm. Like, how many damn friends does this nerd kid have? He's got a lot. Apparently, everybody is his friend.
0: I think it's because he's polite and he's, he's a not know-it-all. Arrogant. He's Come not on.
1: arrogant. I didn't say he was arrogant. He's a know-it-all well yes but he he... ruins everyone's fun (laughs) that's what that is yeah okay
0: (laughs) i just honestly he's just a very like meh character yeah pretty watered down yeah
1: he just solves cases he's
0: just really always
1: doing something with some new friend he's got a lot of them Uh, yeah i guess but uh so he
0: keeps it under wraps that he solves all these crimes because he doesn't want to seem different from the other boys And his dad keeps it under wrap because he'd probably
1: lose his job. Yeah, but everybody already knows that Encyclopedia Brown does all this because he has his own, like, detective agency. Yes, he does. He does set that up in the summer. Yeah.
0: During the school year, he's working on schoolwork and helping his dad. Yeah. But during the summer, he... But
1: everyone knows he's a... They know. They know. Nobody's fooling (laughs) anybody. Anyway, dad does bring home a case for Encyclopedia to solve in our first chapter. Yes so this first case is
0: about a guy who has a heart attack but scribbles a code on a calendar page to his old prison buddy yep and the code is nom
1: utes utes sweden hurts yep so it's n-o-m-n-o-m-u-t-e-s sweden hurts
0: so they robbed a jewelry store about five years earlier and the guy that had a heart attack Moved to the location of the goods. And so his code is to tell his buddy the new location.
1: Right. But.
0: But Chief Brown can't figure it out. He
1: can't, but Encyclopedia Brown figured
0: it out, like, he instantaneously. Did. He did. Uh, but, you know, Mrs. Brown got got close with some information, too. She infers that. Oh, sorry. So Mrs. Brown figures out that the code does reveal the location of it, of where the jewelry is. How right? did she
1: know that though?
0: I don't know. It just came out of her mother's intuition.
1: They're having a conversation about it. I don't remember who figured out that that must be the location, but Mrs. Brown did. But they, okay, but somehow they did. I don't remember how it happens.
0: It, it she just pop, it just pops out. Okay, cool. Um, and then <laughs> Encyclopedia asks. I mean,
1: he asks. He asks if there's a young. Fir tree, or I don't think he said young. I think he just said, Is there a fir tree on the tree farm that the dead guy owned? And dad's like, Yeah, there's one. And so I'm like, Okay, well, it's in the fir tree. Right. Like, wh- why do we need the damn word code? <laughs> well, that was what's so upsetting about this. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't figure out the word code, but I, as soon as he asked the question, I was like,
0: Because well, encyclopedia that, you says. You just told us you yes, did this. Right. And the encyclopedia <laughs> says, the code, it's it's under the fifth word. The jewelry is under the fifth word.
1: So I guess the challenge for us is not to figure out where the jewelry is hidden. It's, it's to what figure is out the
0: fifth word? what the
1: fifth word is. Because there's, there's only, only four. four. But it makes a little more sense when you turn to the solution page and there's the drawing of the calendar page there. Oh yeah, Let me, Here, I'll read the solution. Because looking at the drawing, it makes more sense. Um, so what was your prediction on well, this? Well, my prediction said quote unquote i mean i know it's under the fir tree because he straight up said it but i don't know what the fifth word is
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so the solution to the case of the fifth word to tell davenport that's the living ex-convict i guess to tell davenport where he'd hidden the stolen jewelry nolan the dead guy wrote a four-word code as the key to the code he wrote the four words on a sheet from a desk calendar the four words stood for days of the week.
1: Yeah. And as soon as you read that part, I'm assuming that, like, if you really wanted to figure it out, you could start reading and then, like, stop and try to figure it out, which is part of, part of what I did when I was reading the solutions. Yeah. Because as soon as they say that, I looked back at the drawing and I was like, oh, oh, it's just the days of the week without the word day in there and it's scrambled. Right. So obviously nope. the last fifth word is Fur.
0: Fur. For Friday. For Friday. Yes. So, nom equals Monday. Yep. Utes is Tuesday. Tuesday. Sweden is Wednesday. Hertz, Hertz is, Thursday. is Thursday. The unwritten fifth word was fur, or Friday. So, yeah. the jewelry was found inside a 20-gallon jug of earth from which grew the young fir tree in Nolan's nursery, just as Encyclopedia had foreseen. I actually got that one right. I figured that one out. Let me see what I, let me see what I, I celebrated in my notes. You celebrated so. in your notes? Let me see what. oh. Oh. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, fur, he in another fur tree. I actually figured that one out by myself. But it kind of bothers me that Encyclopedia pretty much stated the answer yeah, earlier. he did. He did. <laughs> maybe that was just a warm up. That was easy Maybe.
1: Mode. Maybe it was. Like,
0: congratulations. You think you're ready for this? And then comes the case of the teacup, which I did not
1: get. Um. So I'm mad about this one. <laughs> and I'll tell you why when we get to it. Okay. All right. So, this, in this chapter, the case of the stolen teacup, we learn that he, encyclopedia, starts his own agency in, out of his garage mm-hmm. to solve cases for people. Mm-hmm. And he charges 25 cents a day. And I'm like, boy. <laughs>
0: That's a lot of work. For <laughs> a, a lot little of work bit of for money. 25
1: cents. But if, not,
0: but if it's not hard for him, then maybe.
1: Yeah, but he has to like go places. That's and, like, true. There's no travel fee included. Like my time is worth more than that. Come on. Um anyway, a girl named Becky comes by to say that her teacup is missing. Apparently she cares
0: very much about this teacup.
1: Yeah. And she thinks Bugs Meanie took it, and he's the bully, Bugs, who, whom I love. Bugs Meanie. I'm gonna just
0: read this part. Bugs Meanie was the leader of a gang of tough older boys. They called themselves the Tigers. They should have called themselves the Steel Clocks. All right. Steel I Clocks. love this.
1: I wrote Steel Clocks for the win. I was like, what is this? <laughs> the Steel I, Clocks joke was hilarious.
0: Okay, they they should be called the Steel Clocks. Because they were always giving some little kid a
1: hard, hard time.
0: time. <laughs> Dude, there are jokes like this throughout the entire thing. Yes. And I'm like, was this really written in the 90s?
1: Because it feels like the 50s with all these things. Bugs yeah.
0: meanie. Bugs
1: meanie. Steel Clocks Bugs. joke. <laughs> yeah. So they go to confront Bugs. When they get there, Becky sees her teacup just sitting right there. Hmm. However, Bugs claims that this is not her cup. It isn't. Where did he get the cup? He got it from Fu Chi,
0: the owner of a Chinese restaurant on Fullerton Avenue.
1: But the Chinese restaurant closed down a year ago.
0: That's right. It's now a donut shop.
1: And he moved to Utah.
0: (laughs) Well, true, Bugs said sadly. This was Fuji's own teacup. He gave it to me when I ate at his restaurant the day before it closed. I was the only customer ever to finish his shrimp and lobster sauce without taking some home in a doggy bag. He said he'd never forget me.
1: Right. So Encyclopedia is like, nah, bro. You didn't get that cup from Fucci.
0: Right. And they can't ask Fuji because, because he's in, in Utah. I- Utah. Yeah. And so Becky is like, well, no one will believe me.
1: Yeah. Like, why would no one believe you? I don't know. I, I really don't know because <laughs> this guy, this guy's so reputable. <laughs> right. Anyway, so he's like, no, I know. But how does he know? How does he know? This one was so I'm so lame. annoyed by it. Yes.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and okay, read. Well, well, I'm just. I want to talk about this picture, too. So oh, I love the picture. Each chapter has a picture in it.
1: Yeah. No, this picture is great. This is why I love Bugs.
0: Um, And Bugs <laughs> is just sitting there with a crown on. He looks like Jughead to me. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a crown on his head, sitting in front of a doorway that says Tigers, holding the teacup. By uh, the handle. By the handle. Sitting back, relaxing in a chair. Uh, who is this? Becky. Becky and Encyclopedia are just, you know, scowling at him. Um, it's a really great illustration. All of these are,
1: but yes, Yes, they are.
0: Let's, let's read this. Let's read this Uh solution. Uh Bugs claimed the teacup belonged to Fu Chi himself. He felt safe in telling the lie. He knew Encyclopedia could not check his story. The restaurant was no more and Fu Chi had moved to Utah. It was his word, Bugs thought against Becky's, but Encyclopedia spotted something that Bugs had overlooked the handle on the white cup. Bugs had picked up the white cup by the handle, remember? Chinese teacups do not have handles. Caught in his own lie, Bugs returned the cup to Becky.
1: Apparently, these people only go to really fancy Chinese restaurants because I've been to plenty that have regular old cups <laughs> with regular old just, handles. Well, I'm also like, if if Chi gave you his personal... Yeah. Like, ha- what if it's a coffee mug? It could have been. <laughs> That's why he was so far-fetched and dumb. I... Okay, my prediction was, I didn't figure it out despite reading it over 20 times, and when I read the answer, I groaned. Not all Chinese restaurants use the same kind of teacups. Flimsy logic, Leroy.
0: Uh, Let's see. Did I even? No. I put, oh my god, so lame. It is really lame. Uh yeah, like I said, who's to say that Mr. G didn't give him his personal mug from the back yeah. or teacup from the back? It's
1: flimsy logic, and that's it not is. the only one in here that's got flimsy logic.
0: No, it's not. And honestly, the illustration makes it doesn't make it look like a teacup. It looks like a coffee mug. It
1: does. Yes, it definitely doesn't look like a teacup. Whatever. Okay, screw Leroy. that one. Yeah. The next one is the case of the broken vase, which I did solve all on my own. Good job. I don't. I kind. I kind of knew.
0: But I didn't know how I knew. I mean, I knew for okay, anyway. Anyway. So, so the case of the broken vase <laughs> yep. involves Bugs Meanie again.
1: Yep, it does. He's That's being smarty pants. Here. We also have Sally Kimball, which is Encyclopedia's junior partner and apparently a tough girl. Yeah. Apparently she beats people up and plays basketball and But
0: she's also the prettiest girl in the fifth oh, grade. Oh
1: well, why aren't they banging? <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> I don't think she'd be interested in him.
1: I I feel like he's just meh she needs somebody that challenges smart. her. She should give with bugs. Yeah, she should. They do challenge each other. Well, anyway. And she always
0: she always wins. She always outfights bugs. Which is kind of awesome. Yeah. That's our fanfic.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it already <laughs> Sally exists. Sally and bugs. It already exists somewhere. God, is there Encyclopedia Brown fanfiction? Man, do I even want to know?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: I bet you there is. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Bugs comes by the agency and says that he wants their help with something, gives them money, and says, meet me at my house tonight. I'll leave the lights off so no one sees you come in. Strange. Well, they know it's strange. Strange. They're like he's up to something. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, "What? Why do you want s- to Why know. do you want to see that?" <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, Sally's the one that's acting weird on
0: Encyclopedia. I think he's like, "No, I don't want to go." And she's like,
1: "No, I want to know what he's up to." So they do. They go there that night and when they get to his house, it's dark. Mhm. And then they hear a crash. Mhm. And it was all a huge setup.
0: Yeah, and then they hear footsteps. Yep. And the lights flash on and there's an officer standing in the doorway.
1: And I'm like, wow, this officer is going to come to your house and like wait for you to trap a uh, kid who's like he claims, Bugs claimed that Encyclopedia and Sally were stealing from his house. Right. And that this was a setup to trap them. And the officer went along with this. Yes, he did. When they get into the dark room, they hear, like, a crash, and when the lights come on, the officer's there. Mm -hmm. Bugs is on his face, on the ground. Mm -hmm. Actually, is there read the exact description.
0: Bugs groaned. He was lying face down among pieces of a broken yellow vase. The pieces were scattered over the floor from his head to his feet. The neck of the vase, wrapped in a rag, lay on his right. Near it was a hard hat. Bugs staggered up, holding the back of his head there are your burglars he cried read on their rights come on <laughs> a rag around the vase yep. and a hard hat
1: yep well the rag obviously so there's no fingerprints
0: yeah or like not cut it I. I well the hard hat though the hard hat
1: the hard hat he claims the he it just bugs. it's a thinking hat he Oh says, yeah, that right. <laughs> he's like that's what well because the officer's like do you always wear a hard hat inside and he's like it's my thinking hat
0: Right. And I, no one questions it. Uh, I think that's a little strange. And it's bugs. It's right. bugs. That's my first... That's how I knew, first off, that that it was an encyclopedia or... Sa- well, first... I mean, encyclopedia and Sally wouldn't do it. No. But secondly, it's bugs. Yeah.
1: He's, but the officer's a moron. And he doesn't even, like, stop to, like, question anything. He's like, all right, kids, let's go to the station that's and figure right. this out.
0: He was going to take them all yeah. downtown and... and Encyclopedia's, Encyclopedia's is like, like, don't worry. <laughs> don't bother, man.
1: But... The solution doesn't make sense once they once they leave his solution has been messed up. Do you know get what I'm saying? Whose solution? So he's like, "Don't worry, Sally. I know that they're not going to find us guilty because I know something." Oh, yeah. But like yeah. they've already disturbed the crime scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I I did guess what it was beforehand. What what tell what, what is your prediction? All right. This is exactly what I wrote. So since these have all been real dumb so far, <laughs> it's probably that the pieces of the vase were underneath and around Bug's body instead of being behind him or something. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That was the main thing. And I I
0: said, uh, I think it has to do with the pieces of the vase being head to feet. Yes, I was right. That is exactly right. You got it right. So Bugs lied about overhearing Encyclopedia and Sally planning to rob his house. He also lied about his house being robbed twice in the past month. He wanted Encyclopedia and Sally to look like housebreakers, but Bugs made a mistake. He said someone had sneaked up behind him and hit him on the back of the head. If that was true, Encyclopedia realized Bugs wouldn't have fallen onto the pieces. He would have fallen forward all right, but the pieces of the vase, or almost all of them, would have dropped behind him and not in front of him. Yeah. All the pieces were between his head and his
1: feet. Yeah, you just have to imagine, like, if you're hitting someone in a in a thing, they're going to fall this way. I'm doing hand motion. You are. Here. I'm like... <laughs> He's going to fall forward... And the pieces pieces are going to fall behind him. Right. So there would not be any pieces near his head. Right. At all. Exactly. So Yes, we're smart.
0: We are smart. We're smarter (laughs) than that officer.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Who's just like, hey, guys.
0: (laughs) My next question is, so Bugs called the officer over to the house and he's like staking out the place. Um, Isn't that against the law to like
1: Um, lie to the
0: police and to call for non-emergencies like that?
1: Yeah. Is this kid going to get fined? I don't know, in Idaville, they've got nothing to do. He thought it'd be fun, maybe. They're just like,
0: oh, that bugs.
1: Although a lots, just... of, lots of crazy shit happens in Idaville, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, as we find out later,
0: there's some really crazy shit there, that happens in Idaville. There is an extreme There is an extreme case, yes.
1: for sure. They, I
0: did find out, though, um, just a side note, the author of this book, his wife, who was an engineer and an author herself, wrote Encyclopedia Brown and... Like, strange but true cases. I'm like, that's the one I should have read. Yeah, seriously. So, maybe later on I'll read that. Yeah, that sounds fun. If are any better.
1: I hope so. Some of these are real dumb. But they are for children. <laughs> they are. They are. But, I mean, I still didn't figure them out. So, I so, guess. <laughs> yeah, how smart <laughs> because are you? Because they're poorly written, Emma. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? It was still fun, but come on. <laughs> so, the case of the three Vans... Encyclopedia is back to helping his dad. Just for a moment, I guess, yes. Yep. There's a kidnapping case, so some serious stuff.
0: That's right. A man named Harry Dunn has been kidnapped. Uh, let's see. He and his sister have just inherited a million dollars each, and now somebody has picked him up and wants some ransom. Yep. So a neighbor saw three vans park in front of the house on the day of the disappearance. There was Bill's Fish Market abc tv repair and sun drugstore and they parked right in front of the door so the neighbor never got a chance to see who took them out or anything i guess all three
1: vans parked at the same time so well i think they parked not at the same time they pulled up and left within like a two-hour time window because they said between 10 10, and 12. 12 So I don't think they were all there at the same time, but okay. enough so that like someone could have drug him into the van, and the neighbor wouldn't have seen. Right, and apparently if all the neighbors. One does of is the trucks the had door.
0: already like if the first truck had already taken him, the other two would have like knocked on the door and just
1: left, left. I guess yeah, but he I guess he wouldn't notice that.
0: Yeah, I mean it's not like he's staring at the front or is he? front
1: yard. I mean he noticed two all hours that. straight. I, I mean he noticed the names <laughs> and remembered the names of all the delivery trucks yeah that's a good that's a pretty good memory (laughs) so
0: he's a weirdo (laughs) so uh mr harry dunn has left a note and a code so he had time this
1: is why i didn't get it because it's another word code one
0: yes so he had time with this kidnapping to write to write a note and the note says study outbursts defending hiccoughing crab cake and crab cake is underlined
1: yes and it's underneath the other four words.
0: Correct. So I, well, I just, if you had time to write a note, why would you write it in code? Because the kidnapper would yeah. see right it. It's right there? Like, why not just, like, put it behind your back and, like... Because he noticed. notice. <laughs> he was being watched. Okay. He, he had to just... I just imagine kidnappings I'm su- are being pretty quick. I'm why pretty surprised wasn't, wasn't the kidnapper quick? let
1: him do anything at all. <laughs> exactly. But whatever. Uh, I guess he looked at the note and he didn't figure it out. So he's like, okay, whatever. Um, anyway, so. Okay, so my notes don't go very far after that. I but mean,
0: Encyclopedia me neither. focuses on the word crab cake. And he asks Mrs. Allen, who is the sister. Was that a nickname for him? That
1: you had for that you had for him, and she's like, "No," and I'm
0: like, "What does that have to do with anything?"
1: After the first one, I I, th- I thought I understood the way they they were thinking, and so I spent a lot of time paying attention to the na- the names of the businesses on the truck.
0: Right. I mean, that's the big thing.
1: Yeah, but that has nothing to do with it. Yeah, it, d- it does not. Well, no, it does not. I in see the solution, yeah,
0: no, it doesn't. <laughs>
1: It has nothing to do with this solution. Not really. And so I was just really annoyed. I mean it does, but it doesn't. It's just just read it. It's so dumb. God, it's so dumb. It's really
0: hard to know what to spend your time on. That's that's the thing with these. So I saw crab cake and I'm like, Oh well it's the fish market truck.
1: But I'm like that's too easy. That's too easy.
0: So I'll read the solution.
1: Yeah, I didn't have any predictions for this one because I was just like, who cares? And then the solution was so dumb that I was just so mad about it. I didn't think it was that dumb. No,
0: it's dumb. All right. Mm -mm -mm. After his rescue by the police, Mr. Dunn told what had happened. So they saved the guy. Hooray, they found out. The man who brought his TV set from the repair shop had bent to plug it in. As he did, Mr. Dunn saw his back pocket. It held a gun. Mm -hmm. Alarmed, Mr. Dunn left a note in code in case there was trouble. The delivery man, who turned out to be the kidnapper, read the note and asked what it meant. Mister Dunn told him it was just a reminder to himself to have his sister, a nurse, read up on his hiccoughing. He said crab cake was her pet name for him. Encyclopedia? How did the Encyclopedia know that part? I'm assuming they questioned him after.
1: Oh, about okay. oh, the oh the oh, nickname the, part. Yeah, the
0: just just a the suggestion. Like, oh, is this a nickname? I
1: don't know. I don't either. It's far
0: fetched. Anyway, it is. Uh, Maybe he's just, like, psychic or something.
1: Maybe that's what it really is. (laughs) Damn.
0: Well, then he needs to be taking more interesting cases. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Encyclopedia saw that the top four words gave the code away. Each word had three letters in alphabetical order. I would have never. I even went back and looked and tried to find. So, study. Yeah, it's easy now. Study. S-T-U. Yep. Outburst. What? R-S-T? Yep. Okay. Defending. E N D. E D E F. Right? A-B-C-D-E-F. Yeah. D-E-F. Yeah, sure. And hiccoughing.
1: G-H-I? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then God. obviously crab cake is A-B-C.
0: Oh, yeah. Crab cake. And the that's how word, we know who did it. Crab cake was underlined. The letters were A-B-C. Thus, ABC TV repair.
1: I, I guess I just don't like these kind of word puzzles. <laughs> I like them, but I get too impatient with them. I thought I liked them, but then when I was looking at these, I'm like, I'm not even like satisfied with the ending. I'm just like, oh, that was dumb. So I don't know. I get those aren't my jam. I guess it's okay.
0: Uh, I I think I put. Let me read my notes here. I said, oh, whatever.
1: Uh, Yeah. See, (laughs) none of us are satisfied with that response. It's fine. Luckily, there was not any more like that in this book. So, the next one is The Case of the Rented Canoes. I liked this one. I figured it out mostly, but not all the way.
0: I knew what was important, but I couldn't figure out why.
1: Right. So, in this one, Encyclopedia goes canoeing with his new <laughs> n- other best friend, Tommy. I don't know. He's got a million friends. Tommy Tommy Barkdoll? Bark. Barkdol. Tommy Barkdell. <laughs> and they go to Captain Pete's, who has a canoe rental... Place, place, yeah, yeah. And he paints his canoes in bright colors so that he knows, has them. He knows them from other people's, so they're like orange and pink. He painted his boats freshly, but mm. he left them overnight because he broke, he twisted his ankle or something. I guess, yeah. He twisted. And they his all ankle. got rainwater in them, mm-hmm. so now the bottom of the canoe is wet when they step in. Yeah. Um, but you know, no big deal. I guess. It's just, I mean, I'd be uh, all right. I mean, I don't like getting wet, but I also wouldn't be canoeing. true, so whatever, true. They also make mention that it's important to note it to note that since Encyclopedia and Tommy both weigh the same, it doesn't matter who sits in the front and who sits in the back. That's right. so they go out, they canoe for a while, they come back when it starts getting like rainy or whatever, and when they do, Captain Pete turns their canoe over and starts, like, inspecting it for scratches. And they're like, what are you doing, dude? And he's like, well, uh, three fishing poles were stolen while you guys were out. And, you know, I wanted to see who did it. It could only be you or the two other groups of people that went out. Mm -hmm. And so the other two groups of people.
0: Hang on. We have a, a, a set of twins, wrestler twins.
1: The Smith twins and the Baldwin sisters, two other groups that went out before them. So, finally, they come back. Here they come, said Tommy, motioning towards the two pink and orange canoes on the river. First to tie up were the Smith twins, Barry and Gary. They were powerful. Wait, wait, Barry and Gary? Yeah, Barry and Gary. (laughs) If you have twins, wouldn't you name them something rhyming? No! (laughs) (laughs) I've never met anybody in real life like that. I don't think I have either. (laughs)
0: Barry and Gary. God, that's just terrible. Anyway, sorry. Continue with Barry and Gary.
1: They were powerful, 160-pound high school wrestlers. The Baldwin sisters came in shortly afterwards. Peggy, a small 6th grader, sat in front. Nancy, a big 8th grader, sat in back. They tied the front of the canoe to the dock, as the twins had done. The twins and the sisters claimed they knew nothing about the stolen fishing rods. We never even got out of our canoe, Gary insisted nor did we, Nancy said. Their canoes had neither fishing rods on the inside nor scratches on the outside. Heck, Tommy whispered, whoever stole them rods had time to hide them among the trees. <laughs> Why did Captain Pete look for scratches? <laughs> oh, oh Tommy, you fool. He probably figured the thieves beached their canoe on the rocks behind the ranger station. Where there is less of a chance of being seen, Encyclopedia said, scratches would tell which canoe it was. They coulda used the ranger's dock. Tommy pointed out. Come to think of it, so could any boater. Maybe the fishing rods were stolen by someone else. No, Encyclopedia (laughs) said. (laughs) How can you be so sure? Tommy inquired. Know everything. When we brought the canoes in, Encyclopedia replied, we all made wet sneaker prints on Captain Pete's dock. You, me, the twins, and the sisters. Of course we did, Tommy said. All three canoes still had rainwater in them true encyclopedia said but there was one set of footprints too many and they belonged to the thief
0: (gasps) okay so i didn't figure this one out but i knew what was important in the twins canoe the water lay evenly because they were about the same weight as were encyclopedia and tommy Not so with the Baldwin sisters. Nancy, the heavier, sat in back. Since the canoes were tied to the dock by the front end, she got in first and out last. So when Peggy got in, the rainwater had pooled at Nancy's end. Can you visualize that? I can't even visualize it. Yeah,
1: because the canoe shifts slightly. So the rainwater will all go to the back of the canoe. So
0: Peggy's sneakers might have got damp, but they should have dried by the time she got out. Right. Yes, because Nancy got in first. She's the heavier. She sat in back. So na- okay. Yet Peggy had left wet footprints on the dock. Because of Encyclopedia's eagle eye, the sisters confessed. Seeing the door of the ranger station open and the ranger's boat gone, Peggy had waded ashore behind the station to investigate. Why did she? Vest- I don't know. Anyway, she wore her sneakers because of the rocks. Spotting the fishing rods, she couldn't resist stealing them. God, the sisters had hidden the Earth rods in the mangroves. They planned to pick them up another day.
1: Right. So I mean, I knew it was the sisters because of the weight. Issue. I knew.
0: I knew it had to do with the weight.
1: And so I kept saying it had to. That has to signify that one of them got out of the canoe, but I I couldn't figure out the footprint thing because. I didn't think about the rainwater shifting. So I guess I didn't get it all the way. But it makes sense. Yeah, no.
0: That was the same way. I I knew it had to do with the weight. But then Encyclopedia said like something about extra footprints. I'm like, extra footprints? Well, so there's five sets of footprints? Well, yeah, like, when he says I, that, that's the Then what, that totally threw me off. I'm like, yeah. was
1: it a dog? That was the purpose. Was it Captain Pete? I actually <laughs> thought about that, too. I was like, man, where where would the extra person hide? And right. I'm like, nowhere. And then I, I dismissed it, though, because I'm like, these canoes only fit two people. Right. So there's there's no way that there would be footprints on the dock so, that are extra. Right.
0: So So it's basically that Peggy shouldn't have had, shouldn't have foot- had footprints, footprints, but she but did. But she did,
1: because she moved
0: because she couldn't resist stealing some fishing rods yeah I know, what, w- what are you, you going to do, with do? Those? i mean
1: are they going to use them are they going to sell them i don't know do other other places and maybe they to sell
0: <laughs> maybe rods? they'll keep two but then sell the other one
1: i just imagine this
0: being a very small town mm-hmm. they probably do have a pawn shop but if they do the owner's gonna know like <laughs> yeah. oh those, those are from the ranger station yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, it seems pretty stupid. There's a lot of thieves and, like, sneaky people in this town. There's a lot of people trying to do some really underhanded things. Kidnappings and jewelry thieves (laughs) and some other things that we haven't gotten to yet. But, yeah, I liked that one, though. It was was one of the better mysteries in this book, I think. Because it actually made sense. Yes. And when I found it out, I was like, oh, I should have known that. And I was mad. Well, you kind of did. I mean, I knew who did it, but I couldn't explain the footprints. Yeah.
0: So So I wouldn't have held up in a court of law. So,
1: no, but I mean, none of this would. (laughs) No, Encyclopedia solves it before it even gets there. People are just so afraid of him. (laughs) He's like, "Wait a minute!" And they're like, "Okay, fine, you got me. I did it." (laughs) He's like, "But I didn't even say anything."
0: (sighs) Uh,
1: This next one's real dumb too. Oh, this one was so bad. All right, the case of the brain game. It's another one I'm mad about. (laughs)
0: You really, it was pretty, it was, oh uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we'll get to that. Tyrone Taylor.
1: Is having a birthday party with lots of games that people That was prizes. really
0: unusual to me. So anyway, his nickname is Romeo Glue. <laughs> Romeo Glue. <laughs> because he has a different crush like every week or month or something like that. It's, it's fine, Taylor. Tyrone. Tyrone. Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone Taylor. Uh, so yes, he's having a birthday party. Encyclopedia and Sally are off to go to that. Um, Sally mentions that Romeo's new love is Cindy Hayes. She looks as if she'd lose her way walking upstairs, but she's smart. She's doing seventh grade math.
1: The seventh grade math. Wow. Wow. (laughs) There's a girl named Adorabelle. I put that in there, too. I was like, what? It's like a Disney princess name. (laughs) A doorbell, or like a My Little a Pony. Pet. I was about to say it's a pet. Yeah, i a, like, I've a my this Little This is my pony. kitty cat, a doorbell. A doorbell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so, um, so yeah, Romeo has this extravagant party full of contests. He's got yeah. a pie eating contest.
1: I think it's awesome.
0: Um, what was another one that they had? Musical chairs. They have the brain game. The brain game. Which encyclopedia is not allowed to? play to play because, because it's unfair to totally yeah. unfair so t- t- it's unfair they have a game called make like so the idea last two years ago the idea then was to make like a walrus singing the yellow rose of texas sounds stupid encyclopedia got second place in that
1: oh wow so they also guess, have a sing-off
0: good god <laughs> and then a croquet tournament wow darts i mean how long does this birthday party last do
1: you think tyrone's a rich guy Has all these croquet matches at his mansion? Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Anyway, they're having this party, and then the brain game starts. This time, the brain game is for everyone to name nine common body parts with only three letters. Did you try to do this? No,
0: I didn't either. (laughs)
1: I was like, this sounds like the least fun game. No. No, See,
0: I was like, oh, that sounds like fun. No, it doesn't sound fun to me. I was like, no. I want to save my brain energy for the actual case. I didn't care.
1: (laughs) I was just like, yeah, whatever, kids. You have fun with that. (laughs) Have fun with that. Oh, so. So it ends up being a tie between Chester the pie-eating fiend and Cindy, Romeo's lady love.
0: Yes, Romeo's love.
1: So they have a tiebreaker, basically. They all... Both of them got eight of the nine. Mm -hmm. So the tiebreaker is basically like, here's some more time. See who can figure out the ninth one first. But
0: I think they've got like three minutes to figure out the ninth one. So Tyrone leaves the room and comes back in a minute later, a minute later, chewing. Cindy glanced at him questioningly. Tyrone stopped chewing and grinned. Then he blew a small pink bubble and quickly sucked it back into his mouth. Cindy wrote on her paper. Nine, I have nine. She called. Mrs. Taylor took her list and read it. Nine, it is. She gave Cindy her prize, a checker set. Sally cornered Encyclopedia. Cindy cheated, but I don't know how. I just know it. Encyclopedia proved Tyrone helped her. I'll have to. S- I'll have to see her list. Encyclopedia <laughs> said. But I'm pretty sure I know how Tyrone
1: helped. Thank you. <laughs> Um, now that you reread it it makes more sense to me but I never I mean I'm still annoyed by it (laughs) so I didn't read I didn't read the list (laughs) and so originally I'm like oh it's Lip that's what I was thinking oh okay because it's like he's doing something with With his his mouth. mouth but then when you go to the solution it shows the words that she already had written down and Lip is on there already yeah
0: let me see the let's go through some of the
1: I didn't, I didn't actually, I got real impatient with this one and didn't want to spend time on it. So, uh, the illustration that they have shows
0: Cindy's list having leg, eye, ear, arm. It doesn't have lip. It does. No. It definitely does. No. No, it does. It doesn't on the drawing. Okay. On her written, she says leg, eye, ear, arm, jaw, rib, lip, and toe. I wouldn't have gotten the rib one.
1: I might have if I'd actually thought about it. The one that they—the one that they end up with—does not count. You don't think it counts? No, because it's not a body part. Not just that. I mean, technically, I guess it is. Anyway, keep reading okay. and then we'll talk. I'll, about I'll
0: it. read the solution.
1: The children were asked
0: to write nine three-letter common body parts. When Mrs. Taylor read Chester's and Cindy's list, Tyrone looked over her shoulder. He snuck a peek. He learned which words Cindy had missed. After the game, Encyclopedia looked at Cindy's list. The first eight body parts ooh, The first eight body parts she had written were leg, eye, ear, arm, jaw, rib, lip, and toe. The ninth body part was at the bottom of her list. Encyclopedia knew it had been given her by Tyrone. He had blown a bubblegum bubble. The ninth word was gum, the kind that surrounds your teeth. Shamed, Cindy gave Chester her breath.
1: Emma, who says gum singular? Look, I knew it. Just poke when my it, gum. <laughs> Come here and poke my gum. Let me check your gum. Like your gum looks good. G- <laughs> I mean, nobody says gum. You say gums. G- it's gums. I'm not saying it's like grammatically incorrect or scientifically incorrect or whatever to say gum. gum. And I'm not saying you don't ever say that, but nobody says that.
0: <laughs> nobody says it. It's true. But the minute that I read the sentence, Tyler left the room and came back a minute later chewing. I knew it was gum. I'm like, oh, it's gum.
1: Well, I didn't. But, but, but I don't but think it's a strong word for it's, an it's answer. Not, and But when you read it, reread it, the fact that they purposely left out the word gum in that sentence. Yeah. Makes me realize that I'm like, oh, Oh. they were trying really hard to, you know, make it be gum. Because, yeah, they just, they never mention, they're just like, he's chewing and he blows a pink bubble. And so they never mention the They don't want to say gum. Yeah, they don't want to say gum. And it seems very awkward now. It is. (sighs) Still, I'm I'm annoyed by it. Would
0: you, would you have
1: stood up and said, no, I refuse. I refuse. (laughs) The reason no one got that one is because it's dumb. So Tyrone's mom needs to go back to the drawing board and come up with a better Maybe list. Tyrone is
0: the one that came up with the list. He came up with all the answers. Well he's an and idiot. He's just a dummy. He's just not very good at this. <laughs> no. Okay. The next one, the case of Black Jack's
1: treasure. I didn't really enjoy this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was
1: okay. <laughs> this is the one i mentioned at the beginning you'll you'll uh you'll get it when, so, when we continue on
0: so here's an another interesting character wilford wiggins a high school dropout too lazy to stretch i thought
1: that was too lazy to stretch. too lazy to stretch man not even my cats are that lazy they love stretching <laughs> i do too me too yeah no one's too lazy to stretch uh, i apparently Wilford is. <laughs>
0: He, uh, he dreams up schemes to cheat younger kids out of their money. Yep. Cool.
1: Yep, and, and he's got one going right now. He does. They run into a guy named Otis, who's uh, on his way to meet with Wilford for his latest scheme that he promises will give everyone tons of money. To buy a candy shop. I'm like, what? <laughs> Who cares what he wants to spend his money on? I know, but I'm just like... This I is mean, have bigger on. dreams. But yeah, sure. Exactly,
0: that's the thing. I'm like, you want to <laughs> own
1: a candy shop? I it mean, to be Willy Wonka.
0: Okay, owning a candy factory like that is way different from owning a candy shop.
1: Well, the candy shop guy in Willy Wonka, the movie, was pretty cool, too. What was his name? In the name? beginning? Wait. Yeah, in it's, the beginning? Yeah, he's at the beginning. Oh, he I sings the peppermint. Oh, my God. It's the Venus Sunrise. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. I don't think he had a name. The Candyman Can. Yeah. I like that guy.
0: Yeah, he was cool.
1: He seemed to enjoy his job. But I just
0: imagine, like, these kids want a candy shop because then they just want to eat candy. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, then you're going to eat all of your inventory yeah. and then well, you're going to have no business. They're stupid. They don't
1: know. <laughs> anyway, right. this is a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> opportunity Wilford has. Yep. But... Otis is not completely stupid because he's like, hey, encyclopedia, I think you should come with me to make sure I don't get cheated. There you go. Yeah. Good job, kid. That's so smart. He, so, so he comes. Yeah. But Wilfred's not happy to see him. No, he's not. I <laughs> wonder why. I wonder why. Because encyclopedia's is ruining everyone's fun all the time. <laughs> Just saying.
0: No, this is terrible. <laughs> so Wilfred has found a treasure map and the tree that is referenced on the treasure map.
1: Right. And this is
0: actually a legend in Idaville. Yes, of some pirate named Blackjack.
1: Blackjack Lefevre. Lefe. Or Lefevre. Le Lefevre. I think it's Lefavre. Blackjack Lefevre. <laughs> Sorry, French people. Cajun <laughs> people. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, now I have to look at this. It's, uh, yeah. Le Lefevre. 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 Lef- Lef- Lef-
0: Lef- he's buried Lef- his treasure.
1: Yeah, and and so apparently everybody knows about it.
0: Yeah. He
1: buried a treasure, and... And then uh, everyone
0: knows that it's under a tree.
1: Or it's... The tree is the directions. It's, like, paces away from... It's 10 feet away from from a tree tree. that he carved his name in. Right. Only nobody has ever found the tree. Correct. So the treasure's never been found.
0: Correct. But there's... Lots of treasure maps. They have it at yeah. tourist shops yeah. or whatever. So the kids are like, oh, you can get that map anywhere. But Wilfred's like, no, no, dear friends. I found the tree. <laughs> I found the tree. And here it is. And for
1: just a measly $5. Okay, so yeah, here's the thing that's dumb about give, this. Give He's like, hey, you know, the thing is, is if we find this treasure, we can't actually own it because we don't own this land. So all of you are going to have to give me $5 so we can buy this land. And I'm like... <laughs> How expensive do you think? Because this is, is on a
0: golf course, too. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, I'm pretty sure like, you know, a hundred bucks isn't gonna, <laughs> gonna cut it. it. <laughs> Unless there's like seven thousand kids standing there. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so but whatever. The kids are like, okay. Yeah, they're enticed. They're like, well, let's prove that this is the tree. Where's the uh where's the carving of the name?
0: First, show us Blackjack's name on the tree, Otis hollered. It's up there, Wilford said. According to his notes in the ship's log, Blackjack carved it when the tree was only about eight feet high, more than a century ago. The tree tree has grown so tall, it's hard to see the carving from the ground. Wilford took a pair of binoculars from the sack. He handed them to Otis. Look for yourself. Otis peered through the binoculars. He raised them slowly up the trunk of the tree till they were pointed at a spot some 20 feet above the ground. I can read something, he gasped.
1: It's Blackjack
0: LaViva!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Encyclopedia knows though.
0: Yeah. I mean each I mean, it says like they jumped for glee, like, hurrah! We're rich. But uh yeah. Encyclopedia says, Hold on to your money. Encyclopedia told him, Blackjack didn't bury his treasure here. So how does he know? But how
1: does he know? Well did you know? No, I mean my Here are my notes. I said, it's gotta have something to do with how much a tree can grow in a century or Mm -hmm. that a carving wouldn't be visible after a century or something like that, but I'm not an arborist, so (laughs) So I I wouldn't know. know. (laughs) I put, I think it has something to do with the
0: size of the tree. I mean, we're both kind of close. It's been over a century since the carving, so would the tree be taller or would the carving be up higher, lower? I don't know anything about this particular tree because some trees don't grow as fast as others.
1: And also, I don't know about trees because I'm not an arborist. <laughs> so here's <laughs> an, the answer. Encyclopedia is. He knows everything. Hence his name, Encyclopedia. But this is the one that also made me wonder if you're supposed to like look stuff up. Because I don't expect any kid to know
0: oh, this. Oh, yeah. So maybe it was his way of engaging children to like go to their encyclopedia yeah. and look it up. Maybe. But For I mean, this like, one, how did
1: you search that? Just tree? Yeah. To learn about how trees grow? Oh, yeah. I guess. This is the only one that that really applies to, though.
0: Yeah, everything else is like code, word yeah. codes or like personal. Yeah. Like
1: anyway, teacup. whatever.
0: I mean, teacups have handles and whatever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I guess the teacup handle thing. Oh, <laughs> God, don't remind me. Okay, sorry. So, Wilford Wiggins had to prove that the tree was the one mentioned in the ship's log by Jack, Black Jack Lefebvre.
1: Lefebvre.
0: Lefebvre. Lefebvre. The pirate had written that he had carved his name on a small tree as a guide to where the treasure was buried. Naturally, after more than a century, the tree would have grown tall. Wilford figured that Jack's name would now be high above the ground. So he carved Black jack Lefebvre 20 feet up the trunk. That was Wilford's mistake. As Encyclopedia knew, Of course. a tree grows higher mainly from the top. A mark put on the trunk of a tree will stay about the same height above the ground no matter how tall the tree grows.
1: Wah, wah. I mean, I didn't I mean, know that. I
0: didn't either, but then I thought about it. I'm like, Oh, I mean it yeah. makes sense of course when you think about the giving tree and like where he carves his initials oh. they don't go up the tree they stay right
1: there you're right I mean it's it, when you think about it you're yeah. like oh, oh yeah, yeah I did kind of know that but you know whatever I'm a, I'm an idiot well no like,
0: encyclopedia is just brilliant that's, uh-huh. that's
1: all <laughs> so you didn't like that one no
0: no I didn't like that one I don't know why maybe. Because I felt like an idiot. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I'm an idiot. See, this is what I do. I overanalyze. I can't see the crap that is right in front of my face. I I fixate on what I know is like the key thing. Yeah. And then I think about it to death to where I'm like, I just and
1: that's how I do when we play Clue. I can't figure out who it is. Clue is different though, because Clue is (gasps) all about deductions. That's not the same as this. You don't think it's the same? No. Making, because that's about like eliminating suspects by simply asking like that's way easier than this oh my god it's not easier
0: (laughs) i don't want to play clue (laughs) i don't feel like it is because then i'm listening to other people's things and then i'm trying to write down what they're saying i like i said i just get totally mixed up when i read these things because i overthink them and i did that with this one (laughs) Like, how tall would a tree grow in x number of years versus
1: yeah, I no, didn't. No, not mean, even about that. Sorry. I didn't care enough to look up how much a tree grows in a century or anything like that. So I was just like, whatever, what's the answer?
0: <laughs> okay. But you like
1: the next one. I do like the next one. I figured one. this one out. I did not figure this one out. All
0: right. The case of the missing shopping bag. Sunday at one o'clock, Encyclopedia biked to another friend, Ike Ryan's house for an afternoon of chess. Ike had just made the first move when his mother entered the room. She was carrying three skirts. Fashion show! She announced. The boys stopped playing. Mr. Ryan, who was seated in an easy chair, laid his newspaper on his lap. Let's see what you bought, dear, he said. Mrs. Ryan held the three skirts, one after another, to her waist. Like them? The tan and the plaid are lovely, Mr. Ryan said. I don't care for the gray one.
1: You're right. I don't like it so much as the other two either.
0: Mrs. Ryan said.
1: I'll take it back. She folded the skirts and carried them into the kitchen. Presently,
0: Encyclopedia heard her talking on the phone.
1: This is Mrs. Ryan. Yes. Good. In half an hour? Yes. I've decided to get rid of the gray. I don't like it. No, the length is all right. She returned to the living room. I'm off to the shopping center and then to Grandma's, she said. I'll see you around six.
0: After she left, the two boys settled down to their chess match. Ike lost three straight games. He threw up his hands. Someday I'm going to beat you, he swore. How about another? Encyclopedia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have That's
0: to. That's not it makes sense. Encyclopedia suggested.
1: It's only 2.30.
0: No, thanks, replied Ike. Yesterday I borrowed a pamphlet on chess from Hewitt Dawkins. I don't want to be late returning it. Good thinking, Encyclopedia said. Hewitt was 17 and the biggest chess player in Idaville. He was known for his quick moves and his quicker temper. Ike said, Hewitt said that if I don't return the pamphlet by four o'clock today, oh boy, people will start asking me if I've ever been dead. Holy cow, Encyclopedia exclaimed. Get going. Ike hurried to the front door. Moments later, he came back holding a white paper shopping bag. His mouth was wide open as if he had just bitten into a mothball. Mom took my shopping bag with Hewitt's pamphlet in it, he wailed. He explained he had put the pamphlet into a white paper shopping bag. Then he had stood the bag by the front door to remind him to return the pamphlet. Mom must have put her gray skirt into my shopping bag by mistake, he said. She left her empty bag behind. Mr. Ryan lowered his newspaper. Didn't you hear on the telephone? She's gone to return it. Where? Ike blurted encyclopedia pointed to the shopping bag on it was printed the name just skirts
1: what a great name it's <laughs> not a great name
0: a phone number and an address the pamphlet has to be at just skirts in the Sunnyland shopping center ike exclaimed i'm saved he rushed into the kitchen to call just skirts encyclopedia heard him dial hang up dial then hang up again nobody answers ike said mournfully i drive you mr ryan said but i'm waiting for harry clark we have business to discuss He reached into his pocket. The number nine bus stops at the Sunnyland shopping center, he said. It's only a ten minute ride. He handed the boys bus fare and went back to his newspaper. Encyclopedia tried to comfort Ike.
1: You've got more than an hour before you have to return the pamphlet, he said encouragingly.
0: That's all? Ike gurgled. Do you think Hewitt would really hit an unarmed little kid? The Sunnyland Shopping Center was a strip of five stores along Galula Avenue. Just Skirts was at the southern end. A sign, closed for inventory, hung in the window. Ike put his forehead to the glass pane. There's no one inside! They've quit for the day!
1: Encyclopedia was puzzled. Over the telephone, your mother sounded as if she were coming here to bring back the gray skirt. I thought so too, Ike said. Maybe she changed her mind and went straight to your grandmother's. Ike whooped so she took the shopping
0: bag with her. Encyclopedia, your brain never stops. Is that really, like, a leap? I don't know. She's not here. She must be at yeah. the other place she said she was going. <laughs> God. He's so brilliant. Ike used a payphone to call his grandmother. Encyclopedia sat down on an iron bench. Something was bothering him. He looked at the store signs hanging below the ceiling of the covered walk. Next to just skirts was a hardware store. Then came a beauty parlor, a drugstore, and a dry cleaner. The detective closed his eyes and did some deep thinking. This is... I feel like this is maybe where the psychic part comes in. I don't know. Maybe. It took half a minute to come up with the answer. Half a minute! He opened his eyes and saw Ike standing by the telephone, clutching his wrist. What are you doing? Encyclopedia asked. I'm taking my pulse, Ike whimpered. There's no answer at Grandma's. Mom must have driven her somewhere. He let out a groan. What can Hewitt do to me that will make people ask if I was ever dead? encyclopedia could name a dozen things. He said
1: merely, "Cheer up. I know where your mother is." Where? I know. I didn't know. <laughs> and I feel like maybe, I don't know, I think I probably just got lucky because in a lot of the other ones, I like fixate on one thing that they say and I'm like not all the way right, but in this one, the fact that they mentioned the telephone call multiple times, yeah, made me be like, "Okay, let me go the back and answer, read." Yeah. The telephone call.
0: That's what I did, too. I'm like, the answer is in the telephone call, yeah. but I couldn't
1: figure it out. But see, and then they talk about the names of all the other stores. The stores, right. So when you look at the names of the st- or the stores that were there, and then you look at her telephone call, there's only
0: one that would apply to it. I know, but my mind just wanted to be like, is it the dry cleaners, like a tailor? Is she going to get one of the skirts taken up? But I'm like, it only mentions that she took the gray skirt. But I'm like... Why would she take the gray skirt if she knew... Did she not know that the Just Skirts place had inventory that day? You have to read the solution
1: because it tells you. Okay. (laughs) She didn't take the skirt at all. She didn't? No. They never saw her leave with it. They just assumed. Okay. Bunch of assumptions.
0: The telephone call Mrs. Ryan made was not about returning the gray skirt. Just Skirts, the store where she bought the skirt, was closed for inventory. So she was talking about something else when she said... I've decided to get rid of the gray. I don't like it. No, the is all right. Encyclopedia realized she was talking about her hair, hair, obviously. She was making an appointment with the beauty parlor in the shopping center. That's where the boys found her. She said she had put the gray skirt in Ike's shopping bag by mistake and moved it from the front door to her bedroom closet. Yes. Okay, so Ike returned the pamphlet to Hewitt just in time.
1: So did, he had to go back home? Yeah. Right, Okay. Had to go back home and then go to okay crazy chess guy's house.
0: I think I was so disappointed in myself that I didn't realize that it was a hair appointment. <laughs> that I didn't even read the part where she
1: moved it yeah. to the closet. Yeah, she never took the skirt with her. All because nobody ever saw her take it. They just it was gone. Yeah, she had left. They, they assumed. assumed. Yeah, I mean, really, it was just like they mentioned the phone call like three times. Yes, and then. He's staring at the all the other Jobs. shops, and I'm like, well, it's got she's got to be in one of these other stores. It's Not hardware. When you just go back. Yeah. Like I feel like this one was just probably a actually lot, just a, a lot listening. easier than the others. <laughs> I don't know, but that was the only one that I feel like I got 100 percent right without even like having to think too hard um, about it.
0: Well, my brain couldn't.
1: Well, th- you were probably at the end of the book by this point, tired.
0: Uh, I was tired. Um, my breakfast was toast and sausage.
1: Which probably <laughs> be, my breakfast should
0: have been like oatmeal Wait, did you read this this morning? Hell yeah, I oh did. Oh my God, Emma. I didn't read the whole thing this morning. <laughs> I read most of it nights ago. And then I read the rest this morning. Can I just tell everyone we've had a month? Shush. <laughs> I've had other things going on in my life. Shush. Okay. I'm pregnant. I'll just oh use that. Oh, my <laughs> God. You are that. not going to fall. I'm, I'm not falling for that. that. I'm going to use that no, for No, you don't I'm get pregnant,
1: to. Alden. Doesn't make you unable to read.
0: <laughs> Actually, I spend most of my time in bed, so I should be able to read. You
1: should. I read, I read this weekend while I was in bed sick. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, so the next one is the title story. So you'd think it'd be the best one, but it's really not. It's not. It's not. It's called The Case of the Disgusting Sneakers. I did not get this one right at all. I thought I was so smart. Oh, you had like... I thought I I figured it out. (laughs) And then I
0: was like, oh. Okay, so we're introduced to another character, Phoebe Eastwood. Yeah, she's not really a friend of his. No. Not really. But she is last year's champion of the Disgusting Sneaker Contest. Which is the dumbest thing ever. I don't understand this town and why they have weird... (laughs) I don't know why anyone would want to do this disgusting sneaker contest. So they have this disgusting sneaker contest. It's uh, I think the proceeds go to charity, so it's a fundraiser type of thing. And the kids have to use natural means of wearing down their shoes. Yeah. So she wears hers for the entire year. Yeah,
1: and so her shoes have holes in them. Disgusting. And they're gross. And they stink. Smelly. Yeah, she yeah. has to
0: leave them outside. Of the house, her mother will not let them in.
1: Well, she's uh, she won last year, and she is sure she's going to win this year. Except one of her sneakers has been stolen. <gasps> she was in her garage cutting her toenails.
0: Correct, because her her toes show yes. through her
1: right sneaker. Yes,
0: so she cares about how her toes look, I guess. Right,
1: <laughs> and so As because of this. She sees a girl running off with one of her sneakers. The right, right one.
0: And she can't identify the girl.
1: No. No. So, so... She's hiring
0: Sally, an encyclopedia, yeah, to come with her to the,
1: to the contest, contest and to see, find the culprit. Yeah, which they assume it's going to be one of the people that's competing, because... Why else would why someone else?
0: steal a disgusting
1: sneaker? Yep. So they get there. Um... Phoebe's friend Anne meets them. Mm-hmm. And... She kind of lets them know what's,
0: like, what's happening. Ann yes. Anne has already competed. Yes. Tessie is about to go up.
1: Yep. And so is... What's his name? Stinky? Stinky. What's Stinky, his last name? Stinky Redman. Stinky Redman? Yes. Is Stinky... Stinky's gotta be like a... It's a nickname. It's a nickname. No, okay. his parents didn't name him Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. <laughs> so there's Tessie and Stinky. And they're about to, uh, about to compete
0: tessie and eighth grader, strutted up confidently she removed both sneakers and laid them on the table in front of the judges all the judges wore rubber gloves for protection they picked up each sneaker and examined it at arm's length i can't even imagine
1: yeah i don't know who would want to do (laughs) that. who
0: would want to do that i don't know tessie received 17 points putting her in the lead she paraded over to phoebe top that kiddo she gloated
1: Knock it off, Tessie, Anne said. Phoebe's not in the contest this year. Somebody stole her right sneaker while she was clipping her toenails. If she ever learns what socks are
0: for, she won't have to worry about her toenails, Tessie jeered. Suddenly, there was a big fuss by the table. Miss, Mrs. Carstairs.
1: Mrs. Carstairs. (laughs) Is that that what it is? Carstairs. Carstairs. (laughs) terrible name.
0: Mrs. Carstairs, one of the judges, had swooned and couldn't continue. You've got to smell this contest to believe it, she muttered as she was helped away. I should have brought a gas mask.
1: Maybe the judges should get prizes,
0: Sally observed. Encyclopedia mumbled. His mind was on something. (laughs) Something he had heard or seen bothered him. He was trying to remember what it was
1: when Stinky Redman's name was called stinky could have been dressed up as a girl and stolen phoebe's sneaker sally said he's tricky enough to slip a full moon past a werewolf
0: there's another one of those There's another <laughs> one of
1: those clever jokes uh do we want to continue i don't know uh we don't have to okay so basically at the end of this encyclopedia knows who the thief is of course he does um, the two girls think it's sti- stinky because he's, like, I don't oh, know. he wins. He wins He first wins, place. and he's acting, like, cocky, and so they're like, oh, it's definitely him, but it's definitely not him. No. And we just read why it can't be him, because Encyclopedia's already thinking before Stinky even comes up. That's so right. So it's Something either, has
0: triggered his... Yes. His so his it's mind. either
1: Tessie or Anne. I thought I was so smart. What, who did you think it I was? I thought it was Tessie, and the reason is, is because she talks about socks, Right? She's, she says, if she ever learns what socks are for, she won't need to worry about her toenails. And I was like, how did she know that her toenails showed through this shoe unless she had seen them? Yeah. And so I was like, it's definitely Tessie. Tessie. Well, I'll read. The thief was Anne. Yeah.
0: Who knew too much. Yeah. She told Tessie Bottoms that someone had stolen Phoebe's right sneaker while Phoebe was clipping her toenails. That was her slip. Only the thief, having seen Phoebe in the garage, could have known she was clipping her toenails, not her fingernails. Phoebe had told Anne merely that she was clipping her
1: nails. That was one thing that we didn't read. I mean, it's fine though, but I think both answers are plausible. Yeah, absolutely. No, it makes sense,
0: but it's like Tessie. Tessie only knew toenails because Anne gave her that information. She could have guessed because she had her shoes off. Well, when Encyclopedia pointed out her mistake, sweet old Anne confessed. She gave Phoebe her third prize, a can of foot powder. Wait till next year,
1: Phoebe vowed. I still think it could have been Tessie based on what we knew. (laughs) Because, like, I don't think it's a far fetch for Anne to assume that she was cutting her toenails since she was like, my shoes were off. Right. So it made sense to me. I didn't think that was a leap. Well, honestly, but knowing that your shoes out in the your... garage
0: clipping her nails. I mean, it's a little weird. Regardless, but well, I, I'm just thinking like, if anybody were outside in a garage clipping their nails, I wouldn't assume it was fingernails.
1: I would think toenails. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like this one was a little uh, uh, weak, kind of weak. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I was so disappointed to find I was wrong because I was like, man, I figured it out, and then I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Honestly, like
0: I kind of thought. I mean, you just know it's something to do with the garage, the clippers, the fingernails, the toenails. And when Anne was introduced, I didn't notice the whole toenails slip up. It was more that Anne was kind of like this meek character. Oh, so you just assumed it was her because she was meek? Yeah. yeah. And that's how I felt about the canoe story, too. I'm like, it's not going to be the wrestler, dudes. It's going to be the sisters because who would have guessed? Yeah, that's that's not really...
1: That's pretty but, flimsy logic. Well, encyclopedia, I was say, encyclopedia, Emma. Emma.
0: <laughs> encyclopedia
1: Brown <laughs> uses pure logic. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm still angry about that one. I feel like I should have been right. It was Tessie.
0: Maybe it was Anne and Tessie. Maybe they're in <laughs> on it. May, I Maybe think Tessie so. paid Anne. And then, darn it, Anne, you slipped up. Well, actually, no. Good for Anne because then all of the blame goes to Anne yeah. and off of Tessie. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Tessie gets away with it. Go, go
0: Tessie. We've, we've made it up. That's what's yeah. happened.
1: So our last one's where it gets balls crazy. (laughs) Going straight in. And I'm just like, where the hell? (laughs) Okay, so
0: I want to mention too, my cover has like all these different images. Yeah, your cover's actually cooler than this one. Oh, well, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for yours. Because this is the old one. But yeah, yours is more interesting. So it's got a picture of Encyclopedia holding a disgusting pair of sneakers and holding, you know, holding his nose. It has a picture of a boy blowing bubble gum. Uh, a broken vase, a picture of a teacup, picture of jewelry, picture of a canoe, picture of skull and crossbones, and then a picture of a helicopter. I'm like, where the hell does the helicopter come in? It's right the now. last
1: story. Yeah, action packed. Um, Encyclopedia and his other best friend Charlie. He has all these friends. He just does things with Charlie Stewart. <laughs> they are camping. They they're camping miles. From town. By themselves. By themselves. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, whatever. I don't know. And then they witness freaking smugglers (laughs) loading boxes onto a helicopter. And it flies away. And a van drives away. And they decide to just follow the van. Yeah. Because why not? Well, wait, wait.
0: They're going back to town because... Well, first off, they leave all their gear too. They're going back to town because Encyclopedia's like, "I have to phone my dad." Yeah. So they go to town to find a payphone. Well, they get to the payphone and they only have fifteen cents between them. So, it huh. Doesn't matter. But then they see the van drive by. So then they're like, "Let's
1: follow the van. Let's follow the smuggler van." Like, you're unarmed kids. Yeah. Like, they're gonna get murdered. You're gonna get murdered. <laughs> it's probably drugs. <laughs> it's pot. <laughs> it is pot. <laughs> anyway so
0: they uh they're outside of this shop what was the name of the shop
1: Uh, rc
0: dugan duggan rc dugan's import export shop yeah and they see the guys unloading the boxes and it's like it's encyclopedia that has a death wish Initiates this whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Each time he's like, let's get a little closer. Let's get a little closer. Before you know it, they're just searching
1: through boxes. (laughs) They're searching through these boxes. And I'm like, you're just (laughs) rifling through these smugglers' boxes. You don't know who they are, how long
0: they're going to be gone. (laughs) Nobody knows where you are. They think you're camping. Yep. Anyway. So in the dim light of the room's two naked bulbs, Encyclopedia read the writing on each box. Uh... It's all in Spanish. It's all in Spanish.
1: What does this mean, Charlie whispered? It's Spanish. It says the three boxes were shipped from Peru, a country in South America, and are going to a man in
0: Spain. He pulled the tape off one box and opened it. Inside were clay pots. They appeared very old and were wrapped in foam material to keep them from breaking. Look in them, Charlie urged. Encyclopedia looked. The pots were empty.
1: I figured we'd find something valuable hidden inside, Charlie muttered. Like diamonds. They seem to be copies of ancient Indian pots, Encyclopedia Brown said
0: thoughtfully. South
1: American Indians made pottery more than 3,000 years ago. If these pots were real, they'd be worth a fortune.
0: He pointed to the word copy, painted in white on the bottom of each pot. The paint rubbed off. Let's open the other two boxes, Charlie said. There's got to be something more. There was. There was. More old looking pots. And they all had the word copy painted on its bottom. I get it,
1: Charlie said. Somebody's smuggling fake old pots. When they reach Spain, the word copy will be wiped off. The buyer will be told the pots are 3,000 years old. Encyclopedia did
0: not answer. He was puzzled. If Charlie was right, what was the point of all the secrecy? The boys sealed up the boxes and sneaked outside. As they pedaled away, Encyclopedia suddenly understood. Of course, he exclaimed. They're
1: smuggling. Okay, so... My prediction was, uh... (laughs) uh, I think Charlie's pretty solid on this. I mean, Charlie's right. (laughs) In a way. I mean, he's technically right. Yes. They are smuggling real pots, pretending that they're fake. Yes. But... But. Okay,
0: so... And I think that's really all you need to know. Well, I knew... What was important? Well, first off, I'm like, oh, is the name of the business important? It's not. It was the addresses. Yes. I knew the addresses had something to do with it, but I'm like, there's nothing really to get from them. But here is the solution.
1: It just, this seems like, uh, just read it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The word copy tipped off encyclopedia. If the boxes were searched in the United States, the police would think the clay pots were only cheap copies. The pots were actually 3,000 years old and worth a fortune. Had the pots really been meant for sale in Spain as cheap copies, copy would not have been written in English. It would have been written in Spanish, as were the fake addresses on the boxes. Chief Brown checked. The pots had been stolen from a museum in South America. They were to be sold in the United States to a dishonest dealer who would rub the word copy off each pot. He would then sell the pots at their true worth to rich, unsuspecting U.S. customers. The smugglers were arrested.
1: I still think this is flimsy.
0: I didn't. I didn't figure it out. All of it is based upon what the word "copy"
1: being written in English rather than Spanish. I just think like plenty of things that come from Spain have things written in English from them, and vice versa. Really? Like I don't know. I've never
0: ordered anything from Spain.
1: Well, I order things from other countries all the time. And I'm just, I feel like this is kind of like the teacup one where they're like making grand generalizations about like other countries. Well, maybe in the 90s. The the, the idea is so foreign (laughs) that, you know, Chinese people can't have teacups with handles and nobody would write anything in English on a Spanish product. (laughs) I mean, I just feel like it's dumb. Yeah. And also, it doesn't matter where they're getting sold. They know what is happening, right? So who cares whether they're I, selling I them mean, here, I
0: can't, whether brain, they're selling them there? Who the hell cares? All my brain can focus on is it. like, okay, so they stole a bunch of pots from, from South a museum, America from a museum, yeah. right? Okay, so I guess yeah, there would be no way that anybody in Idaville would hear about that on the news or.
1: Maybe not. They don't, don't have TV know. in Idaville. They've got <laughs> smugglers, pirates. <laughs> disgusting uh, sneakers. Disgusting sneaker contest. contests. But no um, TV. I, I don't know. I don't know. It that was it was, it was. really dumb. It was kind of deflating and. Yes. It was a, not a good I'm one like, to end oh. the book on. Yeah. Okay. I feel like. So there's 10 mysteries in here. I feel like only like three of them were really good. Which three? Uh, I like the canoe one. I liked the shopping bag one. Mm-hmm. The sneakers? Discussed? The sneaker one was okay, too, because it was just, you know, paying attention to conversation and having someone slip up. So I kind of yeah. like the concept of that one, but the rest of them, stupid. I liked the
0: fifth word. Hated the teacup. Didn't like... Uh, how the, bro- the teacup
1: one made me mad. So mad. Yeah. So mad. <laughs> uh, broken vase. That's, I think the teacup one is the reason why I picture encyclopedia as being an insufferable know-it-all because I just imagine him being actually, like, "Actually, oh, well, well, actually, what like, what like Chinese, Chinese teacups, teacups don't, don't have, handles. have handles. If you knew that, and Bugs would be like, oh, man, oh man, Twitch. I don't know that. I don't know anything. You're just too smart, encyclopedia, bro.' <laughs> um, despite. A lot of them being grown worthy, I still enjoyed reading it. Oh, good! Because I like I like trying to figure things out. Yeah. I just I I was disappointed for most of them. Would
0: you read another one? What a what about the strange but true one? Maybe. Okay,
1: I would like to read this, but for an older audience. Does that exist somewhere? <laughs> one where it's like you know not quite so cheesy and weird. Just like, S- like I feel small, like a lot short of short them- stories
0: written by L. J. Smith or like Christopher Pike. <laughs> And which it's like murder mystery type. Honestly, mirrors. I feel
1: like a lot of them were just forced. Yes. Like I felt like a lot of the mysteries were forced. And like maybe the, maybe because this is number 18 and they've like run out of things. Like maybe the first few were better.
0: Well, I think, oh man, I can't remember when he started writing these, but. Had to have been a 60s? long time ago because this I think one's in the, yeah, 1990. I, I think in the 60s wow. he started writing. Oh, I'd love to read one from the 60s. Oh my God. Because I, I bet like it's be like way a, different. Oh geez, I feel like it'd be insufferable.
1: No. Yeah. It it was I interesting still, to do a different kind of book where we had like a game sort of. Well,
0: hopefully you can figure out how uh, yeah, I do not edit it. <laughs> this is Throw m- in some final Jeopardy
1: music. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm sorry if the uh if this episode's a little awkward in format. <laughs> We've not done it like this before. Yeah. I mean, like well, you know,
0: the the were the cases that involve coding that's a little bit hard. Yeah, because cause you, you can't have to look see, at the yeah, words. You, you to have to look the at the
1: words. The ones that are the stories, maybe you can kind of get it. But yeah. uh, whatever. It was fun yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah.
0: It was, it was kind of enjoyable. I yeah. mean, it was the enjoyable part is trying to figure it out, I guess. And then you read the answer, and it's so disappointing. Yeah. The, like, oh, my
1: God. Yeah, it was kind of like a buzzkill every time. <laughs> but you just keep going back for you, more. You did just keep going back. So,
0: yeah, as an adult, uh, I still like it. In a different way, um, I think it's jokes I were, though. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't used like those, but I'm just like Jesus. The old No, I, mean, I like them in a terrible way. <laughs> yeah. They're terrible. They're dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would. I would definitely suggest this to kids. Um, yeah, kids that because uh, I feel like it's good problem solving. Yeah, then, yeah. They'd probably, maybe they'd find it funny. I don't know. Maybe some of them couldn't relate to it nowadays. I don't know. So, even though this was written in the 90s, I feel like he had a lot of, like, 50s-style jokes in there. Definitely. So, maybe even the 2012 one would have that same kind of... Or maybe they've updated it. Maybe he's got some, like, cyber cases. There. Oh, well, yeah. I have no doubt there's probably some cyber cases. Oh, I'm going to have to look that up. I'm interested in some. So, yeah. There you go. It was good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, a lot of it, were, it was very I- disappointing.
1: Um, next episode is gonna be a doozy.
0: What are we reading next episode?
1: Only the best book ever, Emma. Mm. You know what my favorite book is, cause wait, everybody knows. Wait,
0: is it? Uh, no, it's gotta be something from the past, so it's not any of the Harry Potter books. No. Uh, I've mentioned it multiple times the, on this podcast. The, the Princess Bride. That's that's a good one. But uh, is it the is it the book where you have? <laughs> Wait, you've got two tattoos.
1: I do. Two. From a book. From which one is it? It's The NeverEnding Story. Oh my God, <laughs> yes! I love this book so. so, so, so much.
0: Okay, so I've started reading it. Really? Yeah. There's also an audio. There, the audio book is on YouTube, thank God. Oh, it is? Yes. The whole thing.
1: I've been listening to the audio book this time around as well, um, just for a different experience. Oh. And it's been good because the names... Is your
0: uh, is the audiobook that you're listening to updated? Because this one on YouTube sounds like it's from the '80s, which is c- kind of cool in a way. But
1: no, mine's definitely newer. I okay. think. Okay. You have an old school one. It's like a cassette. It's a cassette oh, tape. Awesome. It's like when you hear the ding, like oh, or, that's amazing. or like something like that. No, mine's like, definitely mine's on over. Audible, so okay. I'm pretty sure it's like new or whatever. Okay. That's kind of amazing. I kind of want to listen to the like <laughs> when you hear the ding. Well, the narrator. Cassette over. Well,
0: the narrator is pretty, you know, not so great. But hey, I'm pretty
1: excited to free. read this again because it's my favorite book of all time.
0: You have two tattoos of it.
1: I have two tattoos of it.
0: You've seen all the movies.
1: All the movies. Haven't
0: you haven't watched all the renditions of the TV show? I haven't
1: though, because they, they don't have anything to do with the book, Emma. I, I don't, don't care about those. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty excited. This isn't gonna be another two parter because it's like a four hundred something page book. It's, and yeah, it's big. I wanted to break it up in a sort of logical way where so the first part's gonna be until the end of like kind of the end of where the first movie ends which most people have seen yes and hopefully yeah i'm I'm assuming i mean it's it's a classic for me right so so the first part will be a familiar story Mm -hmm. second part is when the story goes balls to the wall okay (laughs) okay (laughs) and it gets weird i'm ready for weird i love weird cool I'm pretty excited because I love this book. It's gonna, probably going to be a long episode. That's okay. It's all right. All right. It'll be fine. So get excited about that. And next we'll, time, we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. To learn more about us and see what we're going to read next, visit our website at growingupbookish.com.